You are listening to Flipping the Narrative. Come and flip with us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Can you believe it's been a year since we first started this podcast? Good so, God Almighty. I know. And we did the first podcast. I remember we wanted to time it with Independence Day of 2021. And now we're approaching Independence Day 2022 with lots of feelings. Lots, lots of, of feelings. questions. <laughs> and we're looking for <laughs> birthday, birthday wishes, maybe, um, for world peace and... <laughs> And hope, Girl. I think. We're, we're trying to, as, as usual, we're trying to explore and figure out uh, what it means to be, again, a Filipino at this particular point in time, which is quite historic, maybe for reasons that we didn't wish it to be, right? Mm-hmm. But it still is. And I think it's a bit of a turning point for our country and, and for ourselves also, maybe in a personal way, because this is our generation, our time. We have, we want to leave things in place for our children that maybe now are going to be derailed, postponed. I don't know what the word is. So yeah. maybe we can just come together and kind of do a little bit of an assessment of the past few weeks and maybe look a little forward um, to yeah. the future, the next six years. <laughs> Dude, it's really the of, next well yeah. we have to worry about yeah but yeah well, yeah yeah um, here we are <laughs> here we are Lou how you feeling on our first birthday first I, I would like to say thank you <laughs> for everybody who has supported the podcast um, you know Absolutely. we are we are uh, a year more Filipino I think and this entire year has actually made it even stronger the feeling the love of country, of, of kapwa, of our flags, of our, you know, our symbols. And so I'm, I'm really happy that we've gotten to, to this year with so much learning and so much participation from, from our audience as well, right? Having said that, <laughs> yeah, this issue about independence, I'm not so sure we're independent. And, and, and I, I think I'd like to start um, my sort of you know, throwing out the thought that we are not capable of being independent. Sorry, that's a little bit too far. Um, these past elections have way, shown... Way to, come, way to come out swinging, Lou. Uh, <laughs> Subtle. Yeah, you're asking, right? I was keeping quiet. And then this, this is so much I had inside me. needed to just okay, burst out. Okay, Manga flipping the... Before we jump in, I yes, want to make yes, sure. Yes, yes, just yes. one quick thing, so... I honestly am thrilled that we did this. I think as friends, as people I trust in terms of, again, holding, for example, such passionate statements like that, it's still <laughs> in a safe space of understanding that we're all dealing with this, right? I am so grateful to the people who've written us, given us feedback, given us ideas for episodes. Special shout out here talaga to Aika, who we enjoy already really chatting with, to Jiggy my non-stalker friend now on Instagram um, who was so kind when I said, you know, I feel so guilty. We took sort of a break from our last episode because we wanted to regroup and felt we had to kind of lick our wounds and and deal with some emotions. So 
you know, Aika and Jiggy, thank you so much. <laughs> really and truly, you, you make us feel like part of a community that, that wants to continue the conversation. Okay, so I'm happy for that. So now back to Lou and what we don't deserve. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's no, you know, it's a, it's a, the thought really came from, from that ability to govern ourselves, right? I think we spoke about that when uh, Winnie Monsod um, and, and Manuel Quezon were with us um, in, in the, um, I think it was election episode, right? And we were saying, you know, the reality is, it seems like we're always looking for some hero, something bigger, something grander, um, a different era. And, and, and we've forgotten to be where we really are and recognize who we are as a people, as a country, where we stand, not only, uh, I mean, physically in our own lands, but wh what do we mean in terms of the rest of the world? Do we listen to the rest of the world? Do we not care? Um, sometimes I think we're incredibly, incredibly arrogant to believe that when people point, uh, point out sort of, um, you know, things that are not great with us, we just dig deeper into our own holes instead of acknowledging our inabilities to react or the lack of skill or, or, or you know, basically lack of knowledge. and, and and, and, and showing a way to learn um, from others, right? And stuff like that. So I'm a little bit um, sad that these elections have basically reflected on, on, on that part of our culture or, or looking for heroes, on, on, on allowing somebody else to take care of us again. So, <laughs> I've, you know, interestingly enough, in my company, I kind of really thought, I'll be a little more quiet. I'm going to go and lick my wounds. I need a little bit of time, whatever. I realized rather quickly because in my company, we do a lot of mentorship, mentorship circles, one-on-ones and things like that. And I guess I really wasn't expecting the depths and breadth of mourning across so many people who really struggle. They struggle like in... Parang everyone kept saying, "Mom, parang may namatay. Like it really feels so heavy, so mabigat. And the feelings were so much what, what my team, different uh, levels of seniority when I had one-on-ones with them or when we'd have our mentorship circles, different, different, all across the board of seniority. And they'd really regularly share, "Mom, ang bigat. Parang may namatay talaga. And I feel so disillusioned. Parang what kept coming up is, pang ano pa? Parang is it even worth it? Na, you know, to fight against such false narratives, to, such, to fight against such fake news, to fight for goodness and for such objectively, <laughs> objectively provable things, right? Achievements, da, 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 da. and pang ano pa, right? And I attended actually a, a dinner recently for people who were much more involved than I was, were really strategic in the campaign and all this, no? Put their hearts and souls and into it really you know and the barangays going and talking all this stuff and it was interesting to get kind of a range of emotion of feeling down sad angry and and i quote done like and i'm not saying these are permanent emotions huh because i think sometimes you actually run the gamut i'm i'm in this i'm angry and i'm freaking done like i'm i'm done you know how it is when you take the boyfriend back for like the third time and they say they're never going to do it again. And they do it again. And you're like, listen, 
I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. And I and again, thankfully, I don't think naman people are really quote giving up on the Filipino. But I do think that that's one of the emotions that was rife. And I actually found myself attending more of these mentorship circles instead of going to sleep, which is really all I wanted to do. <laughs> just wanted to stay under a blanket. I just couldn't believe, wow, after all these years, it's Marcos again. But okay. So, but I found myself with, with my team really trying to focus on, Uba, like, what, what batalaga happened? And to me, it's really, I mean, social media. I have ranted. I'm sure we'll rant again later. But for all of the damage that social media unregulated has, has put in the world in so many countries for so many people, that I'm done. I'm really like, shoot, man, if I have to register a freaking moisturizer and I cannot cause disbelief in vaccines or topple democracies, siguro naman, siguro naman, news sites on social media can regulate can have to register, have to prove veracity or something. So there, I'm going to get off my rant soapbox for a moment. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so, if I may, as well, a little bit before, I, I need to take that because um, you said something about, yeah, trusting the Filipino, and I think I still do. Um, and I think um, we need to separate, or I'd like to separate two things. One, the fact that I am personally very, you know, sad, disappointed to see a Marcos again in power. And the other part is, I actually truly believe that many, many people, um, young folk who voted for Marcos really, really wanted, a, 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 they thought that it was something good. And the other part is really, I want to believe that many of the, the people who voted for Marcos are people who truly wanted the country and thought that, uh, you know, the that that he was the person that could bring back glory days to this country and on one side you know my bigger feeling is i cannot um sorry i would not want to fault those people and would not want to fault is very very <laughs> it's a very important statement because again if anybody would have wanted to do their homework they could have found out about everything, right? Well, and, and that's my point. I don't think they could have because remember, algorithms work so that your Google results will be different from my Google results. And that's the problem. And Maria Ressa apparently is fine-tuning her strategy now. Thank you again, Maria, for being a guest in our year. I'm still so clean. Um, in fine-tuning to say, don't regulate content because it's not freedom of speech, but do regulate the algorithms because that's the problem. If I am interested in something, whatever's getting the highest buzz or is getting paid is what's going to be fed to me, whether or not it's actually um, factual or whatever. And we can see different things on, on Google. You and I will see different messages pushed to us on various things. That's my concern because I agree with you, Lou, 3,000%. And this is something I kept telling my team also. No Filipino was out there trying to screw anyone over. Well, maybe Absolutely. the powers that be who worked on this on the Absolutely. other campaign. But but the humble Filipino was just going on the best information they had. We're the number one social media users in the world. So we will get fed crap. And it's really yeah. hard to ask Mang Juan in the corner to try to identify that one drop of truth 
when he's drinking, he's being forced to drink from a fire hose of misinformation. Ang hirap talaga. Right? And you know, it's yeah, funny but- because one of the guys who works for us um, basically came up and said, Sir, nangyari ba yun? Totoo ba yung nangyari yun? And like, and it's, yeah. And, and he voted for Marcus, and he was very innocently asking that question. Because man, and, he's getting fed wow. stuff that's so good at showing this never happened, right? Yep. Martial law is a hoax. Bams, you were about to ask them. Yes, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, don't. It's 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 actually a multi-headed beast, right? So it it's in a way, I understand the focus on social media or disinformation and all that stuff that happened, but underpinning all of that are the weak institutions. There's so many, like, they're very um, systematic problems, structural problems that run really, really, really deep. Like our educational system. uh, Yeah, our educational system that were never really properly addressed. And, you know, I hear, I've been hearing, and actually I've I've heard this from people um, who were in in the DEP ed themselves, um, saying that it was very hard to change. You know, we we didn't do a purge, so to speak, right? We, there was, we had no Truth and Reconciliation Commission after yes. EDSA. Yes. We didn't do a yes. purge. It was all this kind of Filipino accommodation or maybe they've changed kind yeah. of thing. And right? to be clear, some powers that be are relying on weak education for them to be able to stay in power. That's exactly. not by accident, yeah. right? Yeah. And, so, and again, like and I, I always yeah. say this example of even even um, infrastructure, right? I mean, we see the big buildings and all that stuff, and wow, you know. But things that really affect, the, let's put it this way, the bulk of the voters were in the D class, yeah. D, yeah. C, a D, E, F, whatever. Um, and so their their lives have only had like this incremental improvement in the last several, you know, last three Absolutely. decades or something. Absolutely. And I think that part of it is also deliberate you mm-hmm. know i mean whether consciously or well maybe deliberate's the wrong word but the many polit i mean and i believe this many for many politicians they have a vested interest in keeping the and i've said this so many times and that for me that i find that the real obscenity here they have vested interest in keeping um you know these people i mean loner, hungry um, to keep Keeping yeah, our people keep hungry. hungry. And this is keep not unique to the Philippines either, Pams, right? Yeah. You know this. No, this no, is no, the same agree, playbook. The United States yeah. Republicans right? talk about the yeah, poorest yeah, countries yeah. elsewhere. Same banana. Yeah. You ha- we have to keep yeah. the poor hungry so that they can't really, you know. Yeah, or, or give them really shit transportation. So they, you know, they're so um, consumed by the difficulty of getting to work, every of just living from day to day. That they cannot, pro- they can't organize to protest or whatever. So you know, and so they they turn to social media either for entertainment or it feeds their fury, right? And so you've already got a mindset that's easy to manipulate. Sadly, so you know, it's all all these this confluence of you know. I agree, Bams, and and I think. You know, one of the things that comes up over and over again in our podcast is the truth of how Filipinos are. And I think part of that is this idea of both and. It's definitely not either or. It's not just social media. It's for sure our dismal educational system. It's for sure all these, the rise of, you know, some this tremendously wonderful woman that I know keeps putting 
the rise of illiberalism around the world yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. is part of that. This tremendous increase in, in wealth inequality. All of that is at play for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's for been sure. painful. Um, no, and then so, also, yeah. yeah, let's also think about, I mean, again, I think who said, we had a guest, right? That, or was it Maria Reza who said, everyone is looking for hope and change, right? What, whoever they voted for, whomever they voted for, whatever. So, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> too early in the You're morning. You're so colonial, Bams. <laughs> really? <laughs> kidding. <laughs> looking for hope and change, right? And, and for, for one party, you know, one group of people, 30 million people or whatever, however way you want to put it, that, that they saw the change there. I mean, yeah. whether they were misinformed, poorly informed, they didn't do their homework or whatever. There was a campaign that appealed to them and appealed to, you know, the change that they wanted to see that they hoped would yeah. come, right? The same way so you can say the same thing. As well let me add her. something here that, that is a little yeah. hopeful. You know, when you take a step back, and again, some of these people were mega in the trenches, right? And in the campaign. If you really look at it, Kase, the campaigning didn't start until seven exactly. months Exactly, I was going to say that. Yeah. And, yeah. and bless her, it's because she was really of the belief that I'm terribly sorry, while I'm in office before election season starts, I do not campaign. I have to focus on the work, right? When, when frankly, campaigning should have started in 2016, right? Um, yeah, that, and I, yeah. I, I think that's a strategic choice. I think that speaks well. But my point is this, in seven months... We you went so. From, I mean, no, no, wait. Well, wait, yeah. No, no. My point that is hope. Definitely. My point is hope. In seven months, look at actually what was achieved. Huh? No money, right? We started raising money around that. No money, door to door, and the yeah. wave and the passion. We got to fifteen million. Yeah. That is pretty incredible in seven months. You know what I mean? So imagine what it could have been. Or I guess yeah. if we're gonna go to hope. In, there is that groundswell is still there and I am still struggling with my own self personally to try to regain some energy I do think people need to lick their wounds right but I do yeah. think that there is hope there we can't ignore those numbers either right I know I, I definitely agree with you but also I think that yes the campaign started late it was it was wasn't very organized but what it was able to achieve in in those seven seven months or so was incredible and the thing is that momentum needs to be maintained right you can't can't lose that because that should be the start of you know i was talking to somebody the other day a, a french friend in london we were having lunch and and so i said so are you happy about your elections and she said yes you know, nobody wanted, I mean, she personally didn't want an extreme right winger in the French government. And she said, are you happy about your So I said, we need to talk. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> that's a long answer. Like about the Green Party in Europe. You know, it started out as a fringe movement and, you know, whatever. So political organization takes a long time to build, yep. you know, to you build your coalition or whatever. And well, you know, and, and we know that this one was started 10 years ago, right? So it's really been... Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, exactly. The other side had yeah. been cultivating this for, well, from the moment they came back. That's so true. again, why from were the they allowed they to come back. back and all that? Why? You know, exactly. I mean, all these things. So, But we can't keep look. I mean, we have to look backwards to understand yeah. the historical, political, structural reasons for something like this happening. 
But we need to look forward and say, hey, look, something started, something was stirred in the souls and hearts of so many people. Yeah. Let's build on that, you know, and yeah, more absolutely. organization, better strategy. You know, I mean, it's it, like she herself said, it's just the beginning. Yeah. Right. So is anyone here worried about what we're doing here? Meaning? <laughs> With this podcast? <laughs> Absolutely I, not. Uh, I would like, as Exhibit A, I would like to show the, um, the people, of course, cannot see this because we're a podcast. But if you refer to the Inquirer for the day of Thursday, June 2, literally the yeah. very front page, the absolute top story, I don't know if you can see it now, is this. Yeah. And it says, accrediting vloggers, a palace media priority. Social media practitioners will be accredited to cover the president-elect, according to press secretary-designate, and Lord have mercy, Trixie Cruz Angeles, right? A vlogger herself. A journalism professor calls this a dangerous move. This is day not even zero, right? So and we've been see- we've been seeing Rappler journalists not being invited or informed. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely official press releases of the right. government, right? And we know of yeah. already. I mean, um, you know, anecdotal reports, but we know that they're true of people getting stopped and questioned. Um, we know that there was a protest outside of Comelec. It wasn't even covered. The Inquirer covered it. I didn't see it. It didn't get a lot of hoopla. My daughter, who's fifteen, who sort of became really activated in this election. Um, was the one who shared it with me, where the protesters were, if I'm not mistaken, water cannoned, right? And and dispersed. And I saw a, another follow-up article in the Inquirer, I think it was on Twitter, actually, Inquirer, where the police were defending themselves and saying, actually, we were being peaceful. It's just these people were kicking our shields. And when the shields are you know broken, they get sharp. So if they got injured, maybe they got injured that way. And again, I'm repeating, this is day nothing, right, that we're talking about. So um, I have friends for sure, and I know of journalists who've been told to tone it down already or else. Um, and I have friends who have started to self-edit already out of fear, right? So I thought to ask, as <laughs> anyone here is slightly afraid. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. The reality is, I think that, um, I don't know what to think. I, I, I uh, I'm so confused in many ways. Um, but what I can tell you um, is the day of elections itself, it was early evening and everything was pointing at uh, Marcos winning, right? And at that moment, I basically said to myself, okay, um, this is done. Let us sort of embrace what is ahead of us. I don't want to allow myself to mourn. I don't want to allow myself... Sorry, I choose not to mourn, and I chose not to. I am really looking forward to doing what I can do best as a citizen of this country, and to con- keep and to keep on contributing with what my work is, um, the influence of the people that work with me, my teams, uh, my partners, uh, the people I respond to, my guests, my my clients, and do the best I can. Um, and because I don't have the time or the energy to allow myself to spiral down again, you know, it's, uh, is there a belief in, in the future? Probably. I, 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 I don't want to lose that hope. Right. And I really, really, really hope that somehow, um, the new government really tries to find, um, 
ways to bring back some glory even so, in their own so definition. The question is though, are you afraid? I not now. Okay. I, I, it's, fair. It's, I that's fair. I mean, it's it's an issue. Is like you know, do, do we know that something can happen? Probably. I mean, we we've seen what this was back in the end of right? Um, well, and even not so, so recently, we saw what happened with Rappler and, and Maria and ABS-CBN. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like this yeah. is ancient history. We're not exactly ranked well in terms of safety for journalism. I mean, we're not journalists yeah. except for Bambina here. Yeah. Um, so, Bams, what about you? Are you are you at all? Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I, I think in a way I feel a little um, protected being away, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and I'm kind of like really obsessed with this whole party gate thing and the impunity. Of Boris and I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and a young in the UK, of, of course we're, we're referring yeah, to the, the party, party gate in the UK with Boris Johnson yeah. and, the, and the COVID issue. Uh, yeah. And it, well, not to, yeah, yeah, during COVID. But and I yeah. was saying to, I was saying to somebody, you know, I would have been, if I I had been born, whatever, if I had been a Brit, or I would have maybe naturally gravitated towards the conservatives as a voter. And she was really shocked, right? She was Colombian, and she, I said, well, and then I said, no, but you have to understand, it's more upbringing, social, whatever. I mean, um. What, what do you call it thing um social strata whatever the term is um you know i would have identified more with the conservatives mainly because you know we're not so to speak working class or whatever but seeing how the conservatives are at the moment the tories is just shocking the lack of lack of backbone lack of integrity and all that stuff and then the lying the outright lying and gaslighting is just like no way you know and yeah, and and there, but that but your your mother was a target here. We're talking here. I know this craziness happens no, no, all no, over no, the place. No, but I know, I know. For what you're talking about and what you write, and you've been a tremendously brave writer, even under Duterte, about women and our rape culture and all this stuff. So I, I you know, my guess would well, be no. You're not I afraid. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm not afraid. Um, but I don't know if I'm ready to write something. I mean, I, I haven't, I mean, I have my, okay. I said this the other day when we had a webinar for Manila house, um, it was a post elections talk. Right. And I said, look, whoever you voted for, you know, whatever, whether you're, you're, you're ecstatic or you're disappointed, you cannot wish the country ill. You cannot like yeah we don't have that luxury we you know it, yeah, absolutely. it's so self-serving and selfish to kind of say well i hope they fail to prove me you know to prove yeah. a point right you know the stick the damage of the last six years with duterte the damage on our institutions on you know everything yeah. it's just we can't afford another six years of that we may absolutely we don't know right but yeah the other day I was moderating a webinar. It was a politically um politically themed um webinar about post-elections and what we might expect based on the cabinet, you know, cabinet um appointees. And I said I wanted to make it clear that, you know, people may be ecstatic about the result or they may be really depressed. But um whoever whatever, whoever you voted for. 
we don't have the luxury now of saying, well, of wishing them ill, right? We have to wish them the best. Absolutely. Because as Filipinos, we have to want our government to succeed. Because if the government mm-hmm. succeeds, we succeed, right? So we have 100%. to like give the benefit of the doubt, yeah. right? So we yeah. don't have that luxury. Like the last six years with Duterte, like fucking like what they did yeah. to our institutions. It's just, no, it's you insane. know, ugh, it's insane, right? I mean, the, yeah, the clefts in society and all that. It's just, uh, so we can't afford another six years of that. Now, you know, it's hard to say at this so point. So the listening I, public, huh, we've already said, is, please lang, <laughs> ano, ha? <laughs> May mangyari, sinabi na namin, ha? <laughs> no, I, think there's, there's, I mean, you know what I'm really afraid of? Um, and that I will say. I think there's been such a twist in, in the approach to um, raising children in the country or how, how we um, interact with, with others. Um, again, I point out to a comment that I think Aika made saying, you know, when we were children, we were growing up. You know, if there's something that we needed um, that was missing, um, we'd make Hubble our teachers, right? And say, hey, what do we need? And, you know, and, our, and, 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 and it was our own parents pushing us to go to school, wake up, um, you know, go there, you know, that was that. And then all of a sudden, we find ourselves in, in, a, in an environment where parents are saying, oh, um, teacher, sorry, Ham, we're going on vacation. And, you know, the children are not submitting something. Teachers come in and, and, and mark, mark, uh, mark the children down. And then all of a sudden, you know, like I said, got called in by the, by the principal and says, why, why did this person get um, uh, an 86? Okay, you know, they did not submit on time, et cetera, et cetera. You know, at the end of the day, the principal said, okay, I'm switching the, the grade upwards. And so I think that's my fear, that this entire ethic um, towards all of our day-to-day activities has definitely changed. And it can go even deeper because at this point in time, what's going on is we are telling people, people um, it is okay to be absent. It is okay to excuse ourselves and not go to school because, you know, wala samud or the dad is whatever or the mom is, you know. And, and, and so this goes back to how much worse can education be? For some of this is kasi walang pagkain. Ha? I mean, for our most indigent people, our most indigent brethren, the kids don't go to school because they have to sell. They have to make a living. Or if not, walang kakainin, right? No, no, that I understand. No, I'm yeah. talking about, um, I, I, you know, I'm talking about the, um, you know, the entire Class the not starving class, you know, the one who are going and who who are getting. No, I'm saying, you know, parents will say, "Oh, sorry, the vacation or oh, no, or this or that, or you know." And it's like it's the, the whole. Um, again, it goes back to not owning up to responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And that and everything becomes a joke, right? Oh, yeah. you're so scum, you're come on, don't be so like this, don't be so like that. You need to give way for things to happen. Don't be so serious. Don't be so. Strict, don't be, you know, and 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 that has um, brought us to a point where nothing is is okay, dude. You're Sorry, so you're bringing up. So interestingly enough, right? I've I've the reason I held up an inquirer physical newspaper is because again, I don't want to be fed stories by an algorithm, right? So I actually have gone back to that, and it's been 
a very welcome experience. What I've noticed is my brain works differently, my eyesight, everything. It, I've lost the, the skill of reading a physical newspaper cover to cover. And now my kids are learning it, which I love. But in addition to that, I obviously want to get other news elsewhere. So the BBC the other day, to your mm. point, Lou, was fascinating because they were talking about this relatively new movement. I'm speaking out of primarily ignorance. So forgive me, people who actually know what's going on. Um, in India, where a lot of the hardcore right-wing Nazi, neo, neo-Nazi, white supremacist imagery and language and social media memes from the United States are being co-opted by the hardcore, um, radical, anti-Muslim, canary, yeah, the saffron colored, okay. And it's fascinating because they use a lot of that language, Bloom, right? Like, sure. so they use that Pepe the Frog and all this stuff. And then when confronted about, you don't think that this is extremism or talking about, you know, against Muslims like this and targeting them. And all the responses are, no, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. If they take it so seriously, that's their thing. And it's so toxic. It's so, so bloody toxic. Yeah. Um, but so... I guess moving just a little bit beyond this, and we were talking about this before we officially started, where are we? We're in our, so it's one year for flipping the narrative and trying to look at the flip side, right? The Filipino side of all these different issues. But we're also another year more, quote, independent. June 11, by the time this episode drops, it will be Independence Day. What the hell are we independent from? (laughs) I don't even know. What are we celebrating? I mean, obviously, folks against, yeah, you know, we're no longer under Spanish rule, et cetera. But good well, Lord almighty, what is independence? Still, uh, not, we're <sighs> not independent from our past. God, seriously, right? We're not independent from our ghosts, our past mistakes. We're not independent from the rule of social media. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It, it feels like a fractured independence to me this year i gotta be honest i i thankfully uh, don't feel you know did you guys see that hilarious twitter thread of that celebrity i will leave her nameless but everyone knows it who had posted on her twitter pldt four months we haven't had connection (laughs) so Grabe kayo, pabiling-biling kayo dyan. Hindi nyo naman inaayos yung internet. Sorry, I'm putting it on social media, but I tried privately. It's, I'll send you the screenshots, Bams. Yeah, yeah. okay. The hilarity that followed, because every, every response was basically a regurgitation of the classic um, vitriol spew that anyone who's pro-Lenny, right? So it was things like, unity na lang po. Sabi naman ng lola namin, yung PLDT noon, golden age of telecommunications. Yan. Ang dami naman ginawa ng PLDT. You know, like, move on na lang po. It was hilarious. And it just kept going. Obviously, this celeb was hardcore. Not, right? I mean, it was hardcore BBM. The most hilarious thread on the planet. And witty. And everyone that I knew who followed this, and we were just cackling. We weren't cackling the way that Pepe Frog and, and let's say, yeah. incels, you know, that, that incredible rift that you see in America, mm. for example, in the United States, or I am guessing, again, from ignorance that we might be seeing in India with these memes, the, Philipp- like, the cackling is because we're so freaking funny. <laughs> and there's like, no matter what, there's still a cariño there. 
I don't feel that rift in our society so marked between, I don't know, red and pink or whatever, right? I, that, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And maybe you guys have to see the screenshots to, to, to see what I'm talking about. But everyone I've spoken to about it, it doesn't come from vitriol or actual hatred. There's the typical teasing, witty Pinoy humor parin there. And for that, I'm grateful that we are not statues. There you go. Maybe that's something I can be grateful for this Independence Day. Diba? That at least we're not so ethnically, religiously, politically factionalized in that way that is so hateful, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. They have some more. You think we are? No, 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 we're not. But um, there has been a You don't like my gratitude for this year's Independence Day? Is that what you're doing? You're raining on my gratitude? I am raining on your gratitude. (laughs) Do do that, you freaking colonizers. Stop it. Partial, partial, yes. Partial. (laughs) Drizzle lang, drizzle. Okay, go, go. No, no, no. I think it is true in many ways. Um, What I wanted to sort of point out as well is when the day that, again, the day after uh, elections happened, I got many um, texts from people who voted for, for Marcos saying, oh, nanalo na. And, and, and it's, it's incredible because there's two things here. One is uh, there was an empowerment again on a scale that sort of made people think that they could laugh at the loser at people who were supporting other camps. I, I, don't, I don't see the reverse, right? I don't see us being angry, you know, um, with that, with, with that um, I don't even know how to call it, with, with that sort of bad, boily, I don't know, I, don't, I, I can't even express this, but, you know, um, and I don't even know where I'm going with this. Uh, everything is so confusing. No, basically, it's you have <laughs> a whole group of people. Go Yeah, But it's just that whole point is like, yes, we are capable of being very light and laughing at this in many different moments, right? I mean, whether it's okay, a catastrophe, wait, wait, like a typhoon wait. or, or lest, that. Lest I, I misspeak, folks. Let, I agree with you, Lou, here for sure. I think that the trolling has gotten out of control. And, and again, going back to my, my current rant no, on social media, I don't see why it should be okay to get such vicious threats of death and rape, particularly towards women, gay people, yes. and journalists. That, yes. to me, is universal awful. And I agree with you in that we saw that. Some of the crap that we saw in this whole thing, to me, was new Honestly, as a Filipina, parang I never thought we would be capable of doing that to each other. But clearly, but oh my God, what Mag Maria Reza got alone. Grabe, yeah. delima. It was full. Yes. And, and but, it only happens, it only yeah. happens because they're empowered behind a fucking screen. Exactly. Because if we exactly. were in front of each in other, yeah, that is not what's going to happen because exactly. that is not who we are. Exactly. And so there is this incredible um, duality in 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 many of uh, you know today's Filipinos uh, that that have that like I mean behind the scenes I'm somebody behind the screens I'm someone but in front of everybody else my lola I'm mahin hin I won't but that's also true actually in a lot of social media elsewhere wait pause again 
I just sent you guys on WhatsApp screenshots of that Twitter thread. Para hmm. you can see what I mean. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, you yeah. have. Okay. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, man. It's hilarious. But also, besides being hilarious, to me, it's kind of what I'm talking about, right? Yes, we had the trolls and the toxicity and the rape threats and the go to hell and die and all that awful, awful, mm. awful stuff that frankly, I just think should not be there, right? But we also had this, <laughs> which is like nice. and. Again, I really don't think we, we have, good Lord, I hope it's not yet. I hope we never get here. I don't think we have the factions that some other countries do that are being drawn so, so black and whitey between groups. You know what I mean? Hindu, Muslim, yeah, I know. Um, Malay, Chinese. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. But also, do... Humor is great. I mean, I think it, it sustains us in many ways, right? It makes mm-hmm. a lot of things tolerable or whatever, but does it lead to action is a thing also. You know, sometimes no, no, no. it's tough. Yeah, I think I, well, I think the answer to that I mean, is action, sometimes. Action, <laughs> positive, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah positive I, think, action, I think sometimes. Like, you know, we're going to burn your village down, right? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I do think sometimes, but my larger point here truly was just, yeah, if yeah, I'm no, going to no, try to find it, something yeah. for Independence Day na at least I'm grateful for is even though we are more divided now and people are meaner now and there's more vitriol and fake yeah. news and all that, we're not parentheses and again, I hope we never get here. We're not yet at the point where yeah. you know, it's Roman Catholic against Muslim or no. Chinese no, against Malay. No. No, we're nowhere no. near that. And no, no, no. in this world right now, I'm freaking grateful as fuck to be there because that's not true of so many countries now, Diva. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, to, to that point, and you mentioned it a, a while ago, Laura, what I am truly thankful for is the, the sadness and the despair I felt with how we reacted post Duterte winning. Um, where we talked about, okay, where is this whole Filipino um, culture that you were known for and then uh, and the, and the positivity and all that. All of that sadness I felt for, for many years into, um, in, into um, his government, those seven months of, of Lenny um, campaigning brought back my wow. hope and it made me realize that that is not lost and it yeah. never will yeah. be. Agreed. And, and that was really beautiful to see because in the same way that Edsa was an incredible source of energy, as we spoke before, yeah. um, the rallies this time that spoke about hope and mm-hmm. the Filipino values, mm-hmm. all of what, I mean, what we saw in terms of whether, I mean, and I will, I will put myself um, in, in, I'll try to put myself in a, in a neutral space. If anybody from any other country came in and saw what um, artists did for Lenny in creating songs, writing yeah. songs, composing yeah. music, um, local people trying to paint literally yeah. walls with um, images of hope for the future, how people came in together to try to raise funds yeah. Which is probably exactly. one of the biggest uh, fundraising um, campaigns ever to exist on earth. Um, that to me speaks of our ability to rise above darkness. 
In so, so kulay, many kulay ways. rosas pa rin ang bukas ni Luis. Kulay rosas well, pa rin ang bukas. Basta may araw. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, kung may araw tayo noon with yellow in EDSA, ngayon naman kulay rosas. You know what? I want to actually say something because someone's going to listen to that and be like, sabi ko sa'yo, dilaw si... It's not fucking... Yeah. It's never been... Lenny versus Marcos or Dino versus that. Marcos. Yeah. I hate yeah. that dichotomy so or, damn yeah. much. Yeah. It's insane. This was to no, me really yeah. about this was dude, I looked at her and I saw wow, like the Philippines I really wanted. And when you went to those rallies, you felt it. I really have not felt that since since Edsa. And it was just no matter who you were, where you were from, the amount of Kindness, everyone showed each other respect. Parang grabe siya. It was incredible. Incredible. Oh, but just to go back a little bit to, sorry, Partygate and what's going on here. What's at stake is how can you trust a leader who lies, right? Who's been proven to be a liar. And, and it's the gaslighting. And so that's what worries me in the next six years is the I mean, we've had it the last six years, right? The continuous gaslighting. And we're going to have it, I think, we're in for a kind of... Regulate uh, social media, ride. regulate social... No, I also uh, think... I also think... I also think we have Vico Soto coming up and, and he's he's one big, yeah. um, you know... No, 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 I agree. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> Not the rolling her eyes. <laughs> the, 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 the cabinet, the cabinet picks in terms of business, economic planning and all that have been pretty solid, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, in fairness. And, and it, yeah. Yeah, especially, and, especially education. Okay, wait, no. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, well. <laughs> Would you rather have had her as defense? <laughs> Sweetheart, I mean, this means that uh, everything that we ever had as history is going to be wiped out. I, 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 yeah, I understand that. That's why there's a really important need to archive all these things now and to, to store that. So what I'm saying is that on the one hand, business will continue because it's important to maintain investor confidence and all that, um, to tackle the very serious problems, the many and serious problems we have with the economy, especially post-pandemic, right? But the other picks are not as reassuring, I would say, in terms of... wow. That's about the most diplomatic statement I think you can make there. Not as reassuring. <laughs> Fabulously well done. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll, we have to see. I mean, yeah, Santa as a journalist, banana. there is an element of, you know, there is an element of, is there going to be self-censorship? And I think to a certain extent, some people will, you know. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Because I am not, strictly speaking, a news journalist, I may be able to. I'm I'm not worried. Let's put it that way. I mean, I might have to get worried at some point, but I'm not worried for now. On a related note, though, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to mention any names, but um, <laughs> in a record number of inquiries for second passports and second residency. Oh my gosh! They're off, off. I was actually wondering if we were even right? going to talk right? about this today because it's such. It is rampant. And and this is from people in the industry, like the minute, you know, after the election. Apparently the yeah. website Request. website of, of work Canada collapsed. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. 
<laughs> I mean, it's and, it's know, wild. Yeah, wild, wild. But um, I mean, if you, having said that, I mean, there are people from there people from Russia also who are asking these right, uh, <laughs> passports. So could and Americans also. Americans yeah. willing to give up their citizenship and get another one. I mean, it's it's kind of like a worldwide phenomenon. But um, but increase from the Philippines like spiked. Yeah, you know, immediately but, after. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, a lot of I mean, people are. My concern is, yeah, no, my concern is like, and Luisiano, you bring this up all the time. It it comes down to values, and the thing is, like, there's a very good. Um, I was listening to Randy DeVitt the other day and he gave a very, I mean, he talked about his own disappointment at the result, but he gave a very measured assessment of, of what happened. I mean, and he was saying that as Filipinos also, I mean, it would have been great if she won, but we also want that band-aid approach to things like, oh yeah, but, you know, and you frame it as values and, and in, the, in the one hand it was, but also politics is really about, there has to be a compromises made i mean they're you know it's not it's really not a clean business put it that way and i think what he was trying to say is that um you still need a political party you need organization you need money and all that and you need to build that um those relationships with local government um officials and everything which probably did not happen in in you know Lenny's campaign not to the extent that you know the other side assiduously courted that you know so all these things I, but uh, also well this is i'm just quoting randy david right but um yeah. he was saying it, we, we like to frame and you brought it up the superhero thing also you know we frame it in terms of good and evil and all that and it's it's for us it's as, as simple as that but for for many people it's not that you know it's not that black and white so to speak but what worries me is again values values education is not just theoretical right uh, it's it's really the values have to be reflected in your everyday life or else they won't sink in that's okay. why you know so, you have all these people that go to church and all that and then the corruption is so high right so right so and let me push this a little bit further that? into and not to bring back some skepticism but i think it is what it is right we don't just have marcos back we have Duterte and Arroyo back. Yeah, it's like yeah. the triumvirate, right? So we know this playbook. When Duterte won, and I was so disappointed, right? Parang I could still hang on to, well, maybe that really is just his humor and he just doesn't get how damaging rape culture is. Maybe he is just so unpolished or whatever. And maybe, baka nga, wow, amazing, right? Well, we saw how that turned out, no? Marcos, we know what they're capable of, what they've done, what they continue to do, what they haven't returned, etc., etc. Talk about values formation, Bams. It's not like there's been any kind of atonement or whatever, right? There has been proof because we've managed to collect, right? But there's no atonement. There's no whatever. And we've totally seen what happened. So... What exactly are we expecting to happen here? We know it. No, but We've that's what I mean, right? It. Agree, but we don't confront it. That's the problem. The whole thing of Filipinos being non-confrontational. And, you know, you have people as wily as Arroyo and all that to take advantage of it, right? 
True. Um, and there's whereas, also, you know, there's also a not, a not dismissible risk to confrontation, Bams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but what I no, but what I mean is like not confrontation as in you know armed confrontation or whatever. No, no, what I'm I trying mean to just even speaking that, out, right? Yeah, no, no. But then it should actually. I mean, someone like Arroyo for all the damage she did, and again, credit is due to her for for reforming the economy, starting the economic reforms, right? Okay, but Jesus, what a freaking disaster that that you know administration was, and. She should have been barred from ever running again, right? Well, and that's where we, I mean, yeah, we just, we have we parang we don't. Yeah. in 1986, right? I mean, yeah. these people and people who've been in, you know, plunderers or back into power, alleged plunderers, whatever. Yeah. Why, why are they, why are they being allowed to run again? You know it's what? And, and not to bring it back to another country, but. Being my other country, and this yeah. is this is also what weighed on me very heavily in the last few weeks was mm. Buffalo, Uvalde, the shooting. Right after Sandy Hook, I really was like, "Shucks, yeah, we cannot possibly." I mean, if they're okay with Sandy Hook, they really will be okay with everything. No? And so, to your point, Bams, of you know, we know naman AK-47s only exist for one purpose, which is to mow people down. You don't use that to go deer hunting or, or to shoot birds. There really is only one purpose, and that's the massive destruction of human life as quickly as possible. And yet we keep... AR-15s, AR I'm sorry. And so we just keep letting it get back on the street, period, easily. So to me, to me, it's like to your point, you have Arroyo, you have Duterte, Marcos. These are some pretty badass AK-15s and parang... Can we not just already take them off the market? Like, like already, don't let them come back and don't let them run for government again. I figure if you've been impeached for something, yeah, maybe you can't, right? If you've been ousted by a revolution, yeah, maybe you can't run for office. Is that a wild ask? I don't understand why. We've had people sitting in jail who are convicted pedophiles who run and win for office. It's insane. It's insane. Take the AKs out. <laughs> Oh, I agree, that. I agree. And then, yeah, well, and then like going back to values, I like, just hear just as a, con- a contrast or a corollary here, what's happening in, in the UK is that people are saying, look, I mean, if this guy can lie and, you know, Boris Johnson and ignore, ignore the law that he created, that he himself made, then why should anyone else follow the law here? Right? You build, you know, that kind of impunity, that sense of impunity. It's so damaging. I wanted to take it back to the same question I asked again in, in the elections episode where I said, okay, can we envision what a Bong Bong Marcos presidency would be like? Right? And I think in general, I would really like to believe that there is an interest to keep the country going um, business-wise, because obviously, if there's no money coming in, there's nothing to fuel the, the country for the following six years, right? So, you know, I'm sure that that, that is, is one thing that will be important. We're not in the early 1970s either. Um, so I, I think that there are differences in terms of what can and cannot be done vis-a-vis uh, you know, 1970, the, the 1970 
Iran. Um, I'd like to believe that. Um, and, and, and the other part is, I think that we are in a region that just naturally will keep on, on powering the entire world. So I don't think that, again, we are in that bad of a shape. I think I feel much more deeply a wound that is more uh, probably, um, you know, moral or moral um, than anything else. Um, and hoping that there will be many, many ways that the country can benefit from, from this presidency as well. Again, I'd like to hope for that, right? Because there are many reasons why it can be done. And I think that there are many reasons that, um, th that in the best interest of the family of the president, um, there is a chance to clean up the name in the, the good work that can be done in the next six years. And I would want that to be my hope for independence. Okay. I, I share very little of that. And so my personal, where I am right now, um, <laughs> I, I, I am, you know, I vacillate day to day, but I look at the world again, you know, I'm coming off of freaking Buffalo, Uvalde, the, the elections here, Roe versus Wade. I feel like I've been in Talk about flashback huh? for all you young ones, like a stonewash cycle for jeans. Like someone just stuck me in a washing machine with very little water and a lot of rocks and just turned on the highest cycle. I am beat. I am done. I'm, I'm kind of pissed. Um, not at my people. I'm pretty clear. Like in my head and my heart, I, I feel torn apart and I feel so sad for the brutalization of my peoples <laughs> everywhere that they are. These young children, the poor who keep getting poorer and who keep voting for the same people who keep gutting their social services and keep wanting to shoot them down. I'm, I'm you know, I'm wrenched. I'm, I'm torn apart. I am torn asunder. <laughs> and I worry about who's really pulling the strings of the new administration. I am pessimistic as fuck as to what will be done the region is in the tanker thailand is a mess we're having a lot of issues all around the region i'm not optimistic i am looking at ukraine and the prices of everything tripling the food catastrophes that are being predicted all over you know forever and what is allowing me to sleep at night is really the belief that things will ebb and wane and flow. Everything does flow and everything happens for a reason. And as long as I find my community um, and surround myself with people who really do believe in. There you go. You know, go and lick there your is. wounds if you gotta. Go and wallow if you gotta, but set a timer. And then yeah. we get back out there oh, and we figure like out Maria what the next said, step is. Yeah. Yeah, we got to moan together. Exactly. Thank you, Maria. That is forever the tagline of the show. We have to moan together. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, Lau, I think it's, and, and that's, that's absolutely it. I think the key to all of this is understanding, again, what Filipinos are, and it means we are about yeah. community. Right. And so right. if we, as 
as um, as people who can so, influence our own community. Fair, but finishing go, go, my end thought, go, go, finishing go, yeah. my end thought on on Independence Day this year and whatever, and trying to move forward. I am very much still in the moment of licking my wounds, of mm. of still dealing with my anger, still looking at the entire world and thinking we suck as a species. Period. There is no other animal that does what we do. We're awful, yeah, yeah. right? And we yeah, need to freaking learn. And I don't know what the hell it's going to take for us to learn. No more billionaires. Mm. Stop messing with the planet. And my one first step, truly, that has also helped me to get out of bed is really trying to study what the hell to do about social media. And it is not sexy. It is not hopeful sounding, but I'm obsessed with this. And I really love what Europe is doing. I feel that Europe is very much at the vanguard of this, where they're putting, you can be fined for spreading fake news. You can go to jail in Germany as a 70-year-old woman if you say that the Holocaust didn't happen. I am finding hope in some templates. The Finns who are really educating young children about this from kindergarten age, right? Mm -hmm. That right now, just right now, just today, and this might change in an hour, <laughs> change tomorrow, whatever. But for today, that's where I'm trying to find my first step forward is to get, you know, my mother is a doctor, right? So I'm tired of treating the symptoms. I want to get to the freaking cancer and cut it out. <laughs> I, I want it gone. So there, that's my Independence Day rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's all completely valid. You know, I, you know, just, I'm, I'm just trying to get through two more papers and my dissertation. <laughs> so I'm kind of like in a completely different mind frame i mean i was actually quite surprised at myself at how obviously after the initial disappointment i you know had to like just had other things to like the like i guess like all of us but it was almost like how kind and you know richard Haydarian called it ethical realism which i kind of kind of like makes a little bit of sense you know i mean you have to accept what's happened right and Find a way to move forward without compromising your values, I think, is the most important thing. And um, so, you know, that I like, I guess, how else are we going to? I mean, I think also in many ways, and I had this discussion with someone, is that our lives, we have to also admit that our lives won't materially change. We happen to have that fortune, you know, we have, happen to have that good fortune of being in that position. Where uh, and most of us have Plan Bs in case, right? In the event that no, I actually don't. I actually don't. No, and that makes me sad. Actually, yeah. every time I hear no, that, it just, just kills me. We do, but the thing is, we don't. I mean, we made a conscious choice to go back, right? So we don't. I mean, we don't want to exercise the Plan B. So it's almost me blithely saying, "Oh well, you know, at least I'm I'm Spanish." You know what I mean? So, but I'm just saying. So many God, people, breaks like my the bulk heart. of the voters, yeah. yeah, but the bulk of the voters don't. They're they're gonna and, they're gonna get shot on so badly. Yeah, and I right? just hope that they see a material change in their lives. And I've always said this about Duterte: is, I mean, whatever you might feel about him, I personally detest him. But I think that he his stroke of brilliance was giving the common people a sense of security that they could go home in safety without being knifed in the back 
you know, in some alley or whatever. Unless they were extrajudicially they killed. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. But for the majority of them, that's why they they felt they no. Honestly, I see you. Not, I see you shaking your head. They felt a, a change in their lives. They they did. You know, you asked the common so. I really don't think so at all. We, I don't think so because I think it's very, it was very cosmetic. But for them, that feeling of safety is, is really important. You know, he stopped the karaoke, whatever you call it. I mean, you know, we don't walk home late at night, so I, I can't really say. But you have a lot of people who said, like drivers and whatever, that would, you know, that they feel safer going home. So yeah, it's 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 a mixed bag for it's, sure. It's yeah, bag. but that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah. On the one hand, I don't you know. Make them feel about getting Oof, home but on the other hand you shoot them like indiscriminately on suspicion of you know of drug use or drug possession so i think yeah. this is about as representative as it can probably get of what filipinos are feeling actually yeah, in it's a vote day. yeah it is yeah. yeah it's kind of it's a mixed bag, folks. I do think we're trying really hard to find hope and optimism clearly, right? And I do think some of us are really straining. Um, yeah, no, from for the sure. weight but of the Philippines and the world, right? I was coming in, you know, ready to say, you know, I have, uh, you know, really chosen to look forward with a lot of hope, right? Um, and I don't feel that, Lau. I mean, you know, I mean, no, really. I mean, but that's yeah. the whole point. I mean, I yeah. really want to believe in that. In the same way, I wanted to believe that Duterte was, like you said, you know, and we needed somebody who was going to actually um, be more forceful with things that we needed. And you know, and I, I still stand by that. Um, in a sense that we really need people who have very, very clear. Um, a very clear vision of what the country needs and, and put it out from, you know, the, 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 the best part. That's not that politician, but the real care for country, right? Um, but yes, I, I, I do feel, I do feel sometimes it's very hard to grab hope again. And, and my point was the only way I can find that is if I can change the lives of the people around me by giving an example of what I believe my ethics are, my Filipino culture is, and, and to be able to, like, I mean, I'm working on three projects right now that are basically all about tinging, um, uh, you know, my restaurants and, 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 and my projects physically with Filipino symbols all around. Mm -hmm. uh, my company is all about that, and we're trying to recover that even in our small a little way, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the only thing that keeps me happy because there are many people as well out there that respond to these messages. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. I think it's, it's yeah. we're conflicted, we're struggling, but we are trying <laughs> to find that. Glimmer. We're trying. You know, we're trying. There's a lot, you know, our culture as well to celebrate. I mean, I just finished two books. I, do, I don't even know how I managed to do it, but with the National Co Commission on Culture and the Arts. So um, I think it's going to come out soon. It's going to press soon, but it, it's really about our schools of, of, schools of living traditions, sorry, SLPs, that protect and promote, preserve our intangible, intangible cultural heritage. And this, these are schools of, of, 
of living traditions have been inscribed in the UNESCO register for intangible cultural heritage. So that's something to be to be proud about. And and I personally right. And I personally have to say that, you know, I there was so much I didn't know about our people, north to south, right? I mean, our indigenous people especially and and their reverence for the land, their land, their traditions and their families. It's it's actually really yeah. quite humbling to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our culture is very lowland Christian centric. Absolutely. Our, 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 our mainstream culture, right? And we forget that all these people who are, a lot of them who are here before the Spanish came. Now, for me, I feel that we have to learn to live together. I mean, I believe in hybridity, right? And culture and all that. But, um, just also, we need to have but a also representation. We need to balance the representation. Yeah, exactly. Also, so we need a greater yeah. appreciation, and not, not even just appreciation. I mean, appreciation is almost like paying lip service in the way. Re- representation. Because, um, sorry, representation. representation. Is, yeah, yeah, representation is is more important, and to so actually on, see what I do is 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 quite yeah. you know commendable, and I, and I hope more and more people get to know these cultures in depth because they're also part of who we are right on that note congratulations to black rainbow a movie about an, a young aita boy who wants to grow up to be a lawyer to protect their lands from yeah it's a harlem international film festival winner which is pretty awesome so there you go let's end on that let's go back yes, to our roots on that let's go back to our roots and wish everyone healing and hope and happy Independence Day, however that looks for you. And if we're going to wallow, let's wallow kindly and then set a timer and get back out there. Let's moan and moan Let's moan together. Happy <laughs> birthday to Bams and Louise. Love you. Yeah. Happy birthday to us. And exactly. happy birthday to the country. All right. Was it worth it? Did we work it? Put that thing down. Flip it and reverse it. Keep flipping with us. Subscribe to Flipping the Narrative wherever you get your podcasts to listen to our new episodes as soon as they drop. We are on social media too. Follow at Flipping the Narrative on Instagram and Facebook and let us know what you think. Or send us an email at flippingthenarrative.podcast at gmail.com. That's flippingthenarrative.podcast at gmail.com. Music courtesy of Cumbia Mamacita by Yoki of Ozen Beats. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Josel Gaston, our sound editor and musical engineer and podcast advisor and overall guru, and to Nami Kapati, the artist who created our awesome logo and visuals. Till we flip again.